Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. Today is Friday, December 1st. That is correct, December 1st, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Lindsay's L-N-D-S-E-Y. Looking at these markets, we had a little hiatus uh, for Black Friday. I will hit my usual Christmas spiel again. Do not overspend for Christmas. If you don't have money, just just be honest with people and just say, hey, things are a little tighter. We're not doing it this year. Again, the Christmas, it's not a, the, the parents want it to be about them. The kids will be excited with a box. So just remember that whenever you're out buying gifts. Uh, talking a little bit here about the markets incredible what has really transpired here since i was last on this show i said well we're we should be near a daily high however i said when things get to extremes there's always can the extreme can happen well up until yesterday we were 16 days overbought the normal is four so that was a a mess going back during this stretch uh basically the last october meaning 2022, the longest we had gone was 22 days, basically, without making some sort of reversal, or 21. This one was 22. Um, The last five trading sessions, the market has moved basically nowhere uh, with with the S&P 500, but it it has maintained high. We we did move out of overbought yesterday. Should be sideways to down for three to four days. Uh, not only that, as you do look at it on a weekly basis, the weekly is overbought, has been overbought. If if we do, especially if we have a down day today, um, then that will reverse and it, it will start to be going the other direction. Normal has been. Um, if you're looking at this, it's been six or seven weeks up, six or seven weeks up, six or seven weeks up. We are at week six of up. It's also changing on the momentum. Uh, more than likely, that will be not only is the daily high going to be complete, it wouldn't be surprised to me if the weekly high was complete. You'd be down three to five weeks going in here into, the, into December. Um, with that being said, then, of course, everyone wants to know, well, where's the pullback going to be to? Well, again, no one ever knows for sure exactly what is uh, is going to happen whenever those kind of things do take place. But we can at least give you, for those that want to have the enjoyment of, of, of guessing, because that's what it is. Again, no one knows what, what's going to happen. That's why we always try to say on the show it's in a position, it's the most likely thing to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. Anyone who's a forecaster is going to get it wrong. And it more than likely would tell you that they're, the most probable place to pull back to would be around 43.45 to 43.11 would be the ideal place to do that. Other things that are happening with this market is if you did go back and you, you drew a line um, all the way back from... January of 2022, it's actually downward sloping. We would need to close above 46.06, which we have not done. So there is 
if you're looking at a trend line, there is a hold here in the trend line. That's why everything has been sideways for five days. And all the gaps have been filled now on the upside. So the gaps are, would now be to the downside. So you have timing, you have price, you have pattern, you have everything that you basically need along with momentum telling you that more than likely that a top is here. Again, 16 days overbought and stalling for five. Um, that's the longest. I can't even find one on the chart. I, I went back as far as I could. I could not find a time that it, it, it did this. So that's just what I just did want to say about the S&P 500. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it, it's moving out of uh, overbought uh, as well. Um, a lot of gaps in these movements up. Now, the question is, is this a three-way move up or is this a five? To me, it looks clearly to be a three, but only time will tell, and that's why I want to know if those numbers hold or not. If those numbers hold, you could get a rally after these uh, three to five weeks, which would be going right into the end of the year. Um, doesn't mean that that's going to happen. If those numbers that I told you there don't hold, then that would be pretty negative because if those don't hold, then you would be looking for much stronger to the downside, saying that this is a wave two, and the wave two came all the way back up to the, to the top of the wave two, because it's a way it would be the wave two of wave two, if that makes sense. I'm probably confusing you, but if you were looking at it on a chart, you would see that this basically went right back up to where it was. Some people like to try to call that a double top. I don't really want to say that that's what it was, but you do have to look at it from, from that standpoint. The Russell 2000, uh, it, it's been an out of overbought, but it's been sideways here for about seven days is what it has been. Um, the weekly is overbought. Uh, so all these are in very similar positions here, and that's what people need to realize when we are talking about the markets and looking exactly uh, where they are at this point in time. PCE data came out yesterday. is basically right where they thought. It was up 0.2%. I think the uh, 3% was the year over the year. Again, it's not really means that it's coming down much. I mean, it is coming down. But again, when prices are already up, you're starting to see these kind of things happen. So just understand that when, when you're looking at some of these Every data point that I'm looking at basically is pointing to a recession in my mind. Um, don't, don't like to be biased one way or the other. It just looks like the most logical thing would be you're heading into recession in quarter two. Too many other things that keep popping up is, is continuing to happen. You have inventory with cars um, that continues to surge on the lot because they can't sell them with, with where these interest rates are. So don't be surprised if you're going to see especially some year-end deals being able to do this. The other thing that car dealers are doing is they're in a position where if you go to your local credit union or bank, you're at seven and a half, eight percent to get a new car loan. Again, that's if you get a new car loan. It's even higher if you get a used. The other issue is if you do do it for a short term, like for three years, you might be able to get it down to like 3.9%. You may be able to find some 0% financing out there. That's that's really what you want to look for if you are trying to purchase a car. A lot of people can't can't do a three years anymore because they can't afford the payments and that's why they get it out to six or seven years it shouldn't be what the payment is it should be what you can afford so you got to actually do it the other way it doesn't matter what the monthly payment is how much you're actually paying for the car is what you should be looking at but if you do look at that i mean you look at uh you know chrysler uh jeep dodge ram th th those cars right now they've been on the lot for 180 days the average is about 62 uh so they're, they're having issues moving those cars. I mean, that's probably going to be your best bet if you want to find a deal because at some point in time, they're going to have to be able to move them. So, uh, But it's just other things like that that are going on in the economy that, that, you, that you can look at that are just telling you things are happening. Even with individual stocks, 
Tesla there, 22 days, up 30%. Bravo if you got in and did that. However, Tesla's moved right up to the trend line. It stayed right in the box, hit the lower trend line, quickly moved up to the upper trend line. Is it going to break through the upper trend line? I would say probably not because it's perfectly right where it needs to be in between the two lines, and so I would look for it going down. There's just all these little things like this that, that continue to happen and people do need to be aware of. Let's look at some other uh, markets that we are at, the, uh, at this point in time. The euro dollar, the euro has been on a big run. Uh, the daily is, is mixed. The weekly is overbought. I would say that that is uh, probably correct, and it should be moving to the downside. Let's take a look at the exact opposite, which would be the dollar index. The dollar is oversold at this point in time. Uh, looks like on, a, on at least on a daily for sure. Uh, the weekly is oversold. What you should expect is you should expect a rally to take place in here uh, that probably will last several months uh, to the upside for the dollar with the euro going down. Um, I don't think it's going to get back to new highs by any stretch of the imagination, but if this is making a correction here and we have an A and we have a B, we could look like the C is going to take place and you know you might be able to make 8 or 10% there over over three to six months, I mean, some time period like that. That's really what you would be looking at right now, at least in the dollar as we are, um, if, you, if you are looking at those markets. So that's just something to keep in mind. Again, it's just a position. doesn't mean that that's going to happen, but uh, I would say the odds are in your favor there. The dollar will be going higher and the euro will be going lower. Um, sometimes that's good for the market. Sometimes that's bad. It just depends on exactly where we are uh, at that point in time. We do need to go to a short break. When we come back, uh, we're going to hit, hit up the bonds and talk a little bit about what's going on there. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We're more than happy to get your questions on the show. Financial questions, real. Answer right back after this short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Let's talk a little bit about the bonds and what's, what's happened here. Um, bonds have come off their bottom of pricing. It, it appears... They've had a great move off the bottom. Should be topping out here uh, maybe at the latest next week, followed by a two- to three-week correction. As long as that two- to three-week correction holds, then more than likely, more than likely, the bonds are um, made a significant bottom there uh, back on October 19th. And should continue up. And when we say bonds, I should be saying U.S. Treasury bonds. Sorry about that. Uh, but that—that's really what I'm, what I'm saying now. I have a different opinion than most people on this. 
Um, again, I could be right or I could be wrong in this, but significantly now it's like 40% are expecting a rate cut from the Fed, at least according to the futures, in, in April or May. I, I think that's crazy. Um, and that can have a lot to do with prices of bonds. Obviously, if they're going to go ahead and they're going to start cutting the rates and the price on bonds is going to continue to go up and up because no one wants they want everyone wants the higher rate not the lower and that forces the bonds to continue higher that makes total sense to me however i'm in the difference opinion here on bonds that this everyone thinks the fed's done cutting rates i know the fed wants to be done or excuse me raising rates apologize about that they've, they've been in the pause since may However, when you look at corn possibly bottoming today, soybeans may have already bottomed, wheat's very close to bottoming, when you have gold, which probably has made a bottom, when you have oil, which is probably close to, if not already, made a bottom, everything that I'm talking to you about, again, is commodities. And when you look at the overall commodity, if you look at a commodity ETF, it has, it's down about, it's down massively. Uh, I don't even remember what, exactly what it is right now, but it is down significantly from where it was at, at the beginning of the year. Commodities have been one of the worst performing um, sectors out there. But with all of that being said, the one thing that is continuing to happen here is even with the commodity prices coming down, it looks like they're about ready to, everything's about ready to kick back up. We've talked to you about this on the show. You need to pay attention to history when you're doing this. Usually inflation comes in three waves. If that is the case, we've had wave one, we've had wave two, we're in the trough, then you would be looking at wave three, which is probably the most serious one to happen. If you have all of these things going on, then commodities, again, that's what gets converted to something else to make something else. If that's the input that you have to use, and all of these are continuing to rise, or at least in a position to continue to rise, then that, then that could have a serious effect on what is going to happen here uh, with, with bond prices at this point in time. However, from a technical standpoint, it looks like they have bottomed, so that's at least what you should, should understand. Um, what we would expect is it for the, the, the U.S. Treasuries to be down for another, um, on, on the bond side, to be down for another two to three weeks would be the most logical thing to have happen. Um, three years right now is at 5, 5.4%. Uh, two years at 4.69, seven years at 4.34, 10 year is at 4.32, and the 20s at 4.67, and the 30s at 4.49. So we have some inconsistency there on on this inversion, especially with that 20 up at 4.67. So that's something that is just you got to pay close attention to this because the bond market is telling you everything. Remember, it's two and a half times the size of the equity market. Pay attention to bonds. This is why we talk about all these different markets so you can understand it's not just about what's happening in equities. You pay attention to all the other stuff, you can sort of figure out what's going to happen in equities or at least have a better understanding of what should be taking place. So that's why we go over these and want you to understand why we're mentioning those and the things that are about to take place there and just be prepared for that. Because if things do start to go south, especially if we do go in a recession, then I would say, yeah, at some point in time next year, they, they would cut rates. But I think it's going to be a while because they, 
they're smart enough to be looking at these other things that I've been talking to you about that we're, we're about ready to see and even more of these that we're about to talk about that have continued to go in a downward direction. Uh, and, and that's what we're seeing at this point in time. Let's just take gold, for example. Gold has, has, has come up. It looked like it bottomed there in October. Clearly is having a, an impulsive pattern here off the bottom. It looks like you have a wave one, you have a wave two. You probably started the wave three. However, the daily is overbought. The weekly is overbought. This should be down for three to five weeks. So that's just what you need to understand is at least what's the most likely thing to have happen here is more than likely it is going to come down here and have a, have a pullback. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but the most logical would be it pulls back to 1930 to 1902. That, that would be the range that you would look for with gold to end up uh, coming down to in the next three, four, five weeks. That, that's the most logical place. If that does happen, then I would say it's at one heck of a setup uh, if it does come down that, that far uh, to be able to do that. It, it may not do that because that would be the, the, the larger. The other thing that could happen is it could go smaller, which would be around 1992 to 1978, uh, and that's based off where we think the Wave 2 pattern is in this versus the whole thing. So that's, that's the more one that I'm paying closer attention to is 1992 to 1978, uh, but we're sort of just giving you out some of these numbers because it, it coincides with a lot of... Uh, a lot of movement that has happened here. So that's what you want to understand there with gold. Silver is basically in a similar position. Uh, the weekly probably is going to be up for another week or two there on, on the weekly. It's a little bit of more of a choppier pattern, uh, but if their pattern actually holds, it's actually uh, out ahead of gold on moving up. Usually they move in the same direction. Of course, we get the same question we always get. What's going on with gas prices? Well, gas prices have dropped below three dollars everyone's jumping up and down for joy and everything's just going to be wonderful because gas prices are low right now wait till we start to go into christmas because then we should start seeing this back up above three dollars for your entertainment purposes and especially whenever you already have spent all that money on the gifts that you shouldn't have bought that we've talked about and then you have to put gas in your car so don't be surprised if this does happen the oil has been coming down uh again it peaked back in september is when that hit. We've had a, a, a nice strong move down. Doesn't mean for sure that this is a correction going to take place, but what should happen here is no matter what, the weekly is oversold. The daily was mixed. It's trying to move back upward. OPEC cut a hundred or cut a million barrels again yesterday. So they're trying to keep the prices up. And then people are like, well, how come the price went down? I thought they would go up. Pattern, folks, pattern here. If you look at the pattern, it's more than likely. This is why you don't front run a report thinking, well, yeah, you know for sure it's going to go up. More than likely what's going to happen here is in the next four or five days, it's going to come back down. It's going to get around $75 in continuous contract here is what I'm talking about. And it's going to probably bottom somewhere around $75 to $73. And then it's going to be up for, for three to five weeks. Coincides right into Christmas. See how that all works out for you? Not in your favor. But that's at least where, where we are at this point in time. That would be the most logical thing to have happen. Uh, if that's the case, you're going to see uh, several different things happen. The biggest one in all of this is to see if it can clear 86.29. If it clears 86.29... 
it's going to get a lot more momentum going to the upside. If it can't get above that, it's going to get momentum to the downside. So just understand, even though it looks like there's an easy 10% profit in there, if you want to say that, doesn't mean that that's going to happen. It's just the setup on currently where it is. So make sure you pay attention to that. You fill up your car under three bucks right now. Don't expect to do that in a few weeks. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, the wonderful Bitcoin. Sarcasm, folks. Um, need to hit 38,000 to 40,000. The momentums are mixed on the daily basis. The weekly is started to move out of there. I'm expecting that that was, that was a wave A. This was a wave B up. Wave C is going to be massively down. Momentum, it's time to sell. Get out of this stuff if you're in it. Uh, especially if you have any profit, would be my uh, advice for the long term. Again, every single year it's making a cycle high, cycle low, cycle high. We just made that again. Looks like it's going to be headed down. Uh, I would not get too excited about that whatsoever. So that's at least where we are with Bitcoin at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or X, send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real. Answer right back after this short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Um, some other things that we need to talk about here is definitely the commodity markets. Um, let's talk soybeans first. Continuous contract here. Uh, I bl- uh, I'm not for sure on soybeans. I think corn's up in two weeks here for December, then it goes to March. Uh, I'm sure soybeans is close, but they're, I think they're a little different. Uh, the daily is trying to move out of a bottom. The weekly is overbought at this point in time. So we would just want to watch closely here and make sure that that low from October, at least on the closing basis, holds of 1266 that's all I'm looking for, really, over this next uh, three to five weeks. If that holds, again, continuous contract, then I would say that the low has been put in in soybeans, which is coinciding with wheat trying to put in a low, and more than likely corn. Corn, looking at the continuous contract, man, I'm telling you, this is almost spot on. Um, said more than likely, it is going to go all the way down to the. F- 440 uh got down to 449 uh on wednesday then we had an update yesterday so looking at this you know for for the 480 mark here the daily should be bottoming out if it's not already complete really need two updates in a row to confirm that that's why i'm a little hesitant on that but the weekly that is a weekly low it is overbought. However, it it may try it, it may cycle through 
two more weeks to get to a low in corn. That's the only thing I would say. However, I had the timing for a low. The exact Fibonacci of the .618 was on December 1st today. That makes me think, you know, I'm, I want to be completely positive that the, the low is in. But if it's not, we're very close. I would say as it cycles through over two weeks, you would be able to know um, whether or not that that actually was a low that, that, was, that was hit. So that's just something to keep in mind there. Um, but we but we got to be very close. So um, these markets are just a little fickly right now. Natural gas, uh, man, we knew that thing was going to come down. However, it has remained oversold for um, an extremely long time. Uh, it's been six days now that it has remained oversold. Uh, it was all the way up there at closing price of 357 continuous contract all the way down to 280 now in basically in a month okay so that's a significant drop uh that that has taken place there with with the natural gas uh, coming down we would expect that there would be a little rally that should take place here the weekly is nearing oversold levels um However, I, I don't think that this trend uptrend would last long. I mean, yeah, it might be up for three to five weeks, but then I think it's going to take another dive and it's going to go lower. If temperatures continue to remain warm, uh, as they have been, at least especially here in the Midwest, but um, we've only had like one or two really wintry days so far. If that continues to happen, it wouldn't be surprised because usually um, natural gas, it rises in about September or October. So, you know, you, you get to this, it's when people start buying ahead of time. So, you know, you, you start to get already two months past there, and, and you had that top that happened here in November. I, I would expect the slide to continue to the down, downside, at least in natural gas. That would be the expectation. However, weather patterns can change a lot that would uh, dictate that. The other part that I want to point out, too, is the, um, is the volatility index. Um, I said it was probably going to pop up, and instead it's actually continued down. It's hovering right now, right around 14. This is also just another sign that things are about ready to go the other way. It's it's very low on the volatility index. Um, That's why you should be expecting three to five weeks down in the equity markets would be the most logical thing. The volatility index would kick up. Uh, it's, It's hanging right there. If you just drew a line across these five lows... Uh, all the way back in, into June, it's right here is when it starts to, to kick up to the high side. So don't be surprised if you see a little bit of that happening and taking place. Um, that would be something that you want to maintain and understand. Uh, real quickly before we do, I wanted to just talk a little bit about this, about the unrealized losses that are taking um, held by banks. Uh, that jumped by 22% in the third quarter to $684 billion dollars. Uh, there will be consequences for this. Uh, that's mostly on Treasury Securities and government-backed uh, municipal um, bonds and securities. Uh, it is really what what has taken place um, at an FDIC-insured uh, commercial banks at the end of the third quarter uh, jumped by 126 billion. So that's 22 percent. Uh, so, and that was actually released on Wednesday of this week. Uh, these unreal. Uh, um, 
mortgage those mortgage backed securities uh it's just they're taking a bath on this stuff uh the on held to maturity securities jumped by 81 billion from the prior quarter to 391 and unrealized losses on available for securities jumped by 45 billion up to 293 uh, these paper losses occur predictably when interest rates rise as yields rose in the third quarter the market prices of those bonds fell and the unrealized losses stacked up so we will see if these do get converted to actually realized losses because this is what caused the collapse of the silicon valley bank the signature bank and first republic bank so it's something to keep an eye on because probably some banks out there are hurting and that's why their lending standards have gotten tighter as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on facebook or x send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com this is darwin Lindsay for financial questions real answers we'll see you next week